And that I think is what creates like the building blocks for long-term success. So the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets Show. Today we're joined by Jess K. Hart. She's been in real estate for the last six years, three years as an admin assistant, and three years now as a top producer. And in those three years, she has done over 200 deals, which is fucking insane. Today, she's going to be bringing some heat with you and unpacking three of her top secrets to success. And before we dive in into our usual, our usual flow, you were... A YouTube sensation <laughs> of a party. <laughs> I want to work. I think you're still getting views now. I, I was it reading is. this and I was like, you're, you're a what? You're a YouTube sensation. Anyway, tell the listeners about your YouTube parody sensation before we dive into our normal format. <laughs> okay, deal. I It was totally on accident. So that's the best part is I just like, I sing too. So I thought, well, why would I not incorporate other things that I enjoy doing into the real estate world and was kind of bored one day working in the office. And I thought, what if I wrote a song parody? And it was right as Walker Hayes's fancy like was taking off, especially with like the TikTok dances and all of that. So I thought, oh man, I'm going to write a parody and call it Selling Life. And then we had this absolutely fantastic videographer on our staff at the time. And he was all about like filming the music video for it. So we had the camera mounted on the front of my car. We were at my farm because we live on a farm and my husband's a farmer. So I was on the tractor dancing, like in the shed out back. And so I posted it to my Facebook page because I thought, well, shoot, around my little area, I'll just be, oh, yeah, she's the one that made that, you know, song parody video. Well, I put it on YouTube and, you know, you put the hashtags on there and whatever. And YouTube got a hold of it. And then as people would watch Fancy Like, by Walker Hayes, they'd be like, hey, do you want to watch this real estate song parody video? And 40,000 people were like, yeah, sure, let's watch it. And so I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I'm getting subscribers and I'm getting comments and people are like, this is stupid. I was like, I don't even know why you're watching this. I think it's stupid too. <laughs> so it just like accidentally took off. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but it's a YouTube sensation. You know what? You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me uh, look this up, and we may just have to include this somehow <laughs> in this episode, or or make a post about it because yeah. that's just a little clip. Yeah, selling like Jess K. Hart. Look it up yeah. on YouTube. You'll find it somehow, somewhere. Forty thousand plus people. It's funny actually. We've had a couple of people who've come on the show previously who've just had like viral hits. For, for no apparent reason. I can't remember, uh, was it Daniel or Jess? Um, not Jess, said Brie. One of them had something go absolutely viral on Instagram. I was like 2 million views on it. And it was some Holy like hell. comedy sketch or something funny happened to do with real estate. And they filmed it and they just thought they'll post it. And it went absolutely mm-hmm. viral. Um, and then everyone else was sharing it. And she was like, that was my video. Uh, which is just hilarious that it's like real estate, I think real estate agents unknowingly have some of the greatest stories out there, mm-hmm. like the crazy shit that happens to people. I've got a video saved on my phone. I'm not sure if anyone listens to this or if you guys have. Is this woman, and by her own admission, she's a bit of a bigger lady because it's part of the story. <laughs> she's out on this show and going towards like a back gate. 
and she's in a dress and she slips, falls over, the person's behind her, dress goes straight over her head. So she's like from the bottom down, just in her underwear, can't get out of the dress. Yep. This guy's got to help get a dress off her head. And she's in the car telling the story, wetting herself crying. The first I've time I it. saw that video, I was dying. I couldn't believe yep. it. And she had such a good sense of humor about this whole thing. And her embarrassment was only saved by the fact that she couldn't see his face because her dress was <laughs> over her own fucking head. <laughs> I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. So yep. with, uh, with that being said, the way we like to start these shows. You know, don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder. The way we like to start this show is take us back day one. Give the audience a little bit of context. How did you get involved in real estate? What did your first year look like? Um, take us on the journey. It's been a wild ride for me. So I started in real estate as an assistant to the top producer in the area. And it was like on accident. I had little kids. I was at home. And honestly, I just do not do well sitting at home. And so she was like, hey, why don't you come work with me? I need somebody who is organized. So I would work a couple days in the office with her. And then I'd work from home remotely. And she started to kind of hint at like, hey, you should get your real estate license. And I was absolutely against it because her phone rang 24 seven. I saw how busy she was and how crazy life was like, you can't take vacation. You can't go anywhere. And I thought, no, I, I don't want that. But she, uh, she wore me down slowly over time and kind of tricked me into it because my, she had told me, you know, if you get your license, you can do so much more for me behind the scenes. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll get it for that reason. So I did all the coursework. I got my license. And the day that I got it, she's like, no, you got to sell real estate. No, you got to do it. So I thought, well, I'll try it. So she tricked and I, you. So I got into She did. She tricked me. And it was the best trick ever. I, and I I was so nervous, just really nervous about how it was going to go in the beginning because I didn't want to. I very reluctantly joined the real estate game. But I started in real estate September of 2019. So what happened was it's the busiest season for us. And there were about three or four months where I got to know the ropes and got to do a couple deals and really kind of dove in head, head first. And then when COVID hit, like nobody knew what was going to happen in the market. But for us, we're in an area where there's lakefront properties. We're about three hours from the Twin Cities and Chicago. So we had this flood of people that wanted to move out of the city because they're scared of COVID. And we've got high-speed internet and they can work remotely. So they want to work remotely from their second home on the lake. So we, I was about six months in, just finally felt like I knew what I was doing when COVID hit. And that just helped kind of skyrocket my 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 business and what I was doing because it gave us a ton more business than we'd ever had in the past. And I'm thankful I wasn't a total newbie when that hit because I would have been drowning. I mean, we were drowning anyways, but it, I at least had some deals under my belt that it wasn't crazy. That was amazing timing. I've actually got a friend, totally different business to real estate, um, like website business. He started a similar time to you, funnily enough, about uh, the, it was like the September before COVID. So he had about yep. six months to, and he was just working away at this shit. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and he just happened to be in the industry, one of them like yep. real estate where they got exponential growth just because everything mm -hmm. else had kind of, so everyone was online and because he's a website, people were Googling shit and he was now propping up for shit that before, like say a search was like, I don't know, a hundred a week or whatever. It all of a sudden it was like 10,000 a week. And he was monetizing that. And, and it just reminds me of this. One of my instant question for you, though, is this. You were new to the business. You had basically got maybe a few deals under your belt. 
you know, it'd be good to get some clarity on that first six months. When COVID hit, I'm surprised, although we're only just getting to know each other, that you didn't bail because you were in the perfect position to go, fuck this, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. six months in, like pandemic, I don't know what I'm doing anyway. I'm new to this, like it's not worth it. I'm just going to sit my ass out for this and come back later. You went yeah. all in. Obviously, it's paid massive dividends, and I'm glad you did because everyone we ever speak to goes, best two years of my life, like seriously. Yeah. So how many deals did you do in the six months? Was there any? And then why didn't you bail? I know that sounds kind of I don't crazy. know exactly how many it was, but I had probably had 20 by that point. I mean, oh. I remember my first, my first month, I think I did nine deals. What? So, but that's one of the, yeah, that's one of the things that I'll, I want to talk about later is my brokerage is the only reason I've been able to be as successful as I have. So we'll talk about that later, but I was able to hit the ground running right away. So it was, you know, I say 20 deals and for anybody who's new to real estate, I think there are six months of time where you feel like a complete idiot, no matter who you are, no matter how much support you have, because it's all so new and it's everything so is different. So every deal you do, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I And for a person who's like incredibly competent, I like knowing what I'm doing. And I had come from a field where I knew what I was doing and I was good at it. When you go into real estate and you're just constantly like doubting yourself and wondering what the heck am I doing? It was, it was really tough. And so I, that's my encouragement for anybody starting out is everybody feels like an idiot in the beginning. And I've been in it, I mean, only three years now, but I still, there are times where I'm like, what am I even doing? Cause it's just always new. That's part of the excitement, but that's also what's so terrifying in the beginning. And then to answer your question about why I didn't quit, I think that there was nothing else to do. And so it was so interesting when COVID hit because we shut down, the whole world shut down, but we live in rural Wisconsin. And so it was like shut down, but it's a blue collar area where it's not. There still were cars everywhere. People were still out and about and people still wanted to see houses. So we weren't like meeting in our offices and the whole world was locked down, but it was like, I think I can show you a house. So we'd show people a house and then you'd stand like, I think we're six feet apart. Why don't you just stay over there? (laughs) Like we can still look at this house, right? Uh, it was crazy, but we just kept like, put your head down, just keep working. And then slowly kind of emerged out of that fear and like the crazy in the beginning. That's so funny. That sounds so similar to my experience. So I actually happened to, uh, during, just at the beginning of the pandemic, I ended up actually splitting up with my long-term partner, which is interesting because we lived right, very central, not like city, city, but very close to a major city. And we were mm-hmm. definitely in a heaving town, like, you know, even though we we're a little bit out, we're in a village. Anyway, instantly when COVID hit, just there, it just like, it, everything in those cities just felt amplified. It's like, no one's leaving everything. And then anyway, we end up splitting up and I'm actually from a more rural part. So I ended up moving straight away, came back up here and I was like, does the pandemic exist here? Because no <laughs> one's acting like it does. No one no. gives a fuck. <laughs> well, very similar My- when we moved from Philly down to Florida, right? It's like mask. What is what? What is yeah. this thing? As right? No one yep. cared. Everyone was just mm-hmm. like, oh, "I would just say." I mean, I come from a very working class, like blue collar. This is steel industry and mines here. It's like that's where I'm from. So, like, we're talking like proper men's shit. Like, you know, these are guys who go out down coal mines and dig shit for like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't no pussy footing about stuff. So when they're like this pandemic and they're like, been in a coal mine for 30 years, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. 
it was, I used to make fun of my husband. I love him and he's like such a huge support, but his life changed zero during COVID. Like he still went all the same places he went. It could, he could have existed outside of that world. It did not impact him at all. It yeah. was just, he's, cause he's just living his life. He's not changing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. my, my grandparents were farmers as well. Long, long since passed now, but it's just, it's just a different world when you live as countries, especially as we do as well. It's like, I don't want to say it's different rules. That sounds bad. Like we're not partaking, but the best way I can describe it is a bit like the Jack Daniels adverts say, and they go, things just move a bit slower up here. It's just different. And I, for one, fucking love it. Like I am far yeah. more at home being in the middle of Buttfuck and nowhere and just having a great time. I have got race cars, you know, I've got all my other stuff here. I've got a big, you know, big property. And I'm like, you couldn't do any of that even close to a town because the price is mm-hmm. you, you don't get the freedom. I don't have a neighbor. Like most people are like, what? And I'm no, I don't have neighbors. Just yep. land around me. <laughs> I get ultimate freedom. <laughs> So with that yep. being said, anyway, I want to dive into your first topic because I feel like I, I love this stuff because I'm genuine. I'm such a country bumpkin. Like, I love it. I love being in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's just my jam. You know, I've got my dogs. I just love this shit. But with that being said, let's dive. Stick into real estate. Your first topic is why people matter. So unpack yes. why your first topic and secret to success is why people matter. Well, and I think this is especially important for agents starting out. So that's why the context that I was thinking about, like, what do I want to talk about for people that are just starting out? I've seen too many agents, particularly new ones or people considering getting into the field, that they look at real estate like, you know what, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to build a business. And it almost turns like MLM-esque, where like, I'm going to recruit people under me, and then we're going to recruit people under them, and I'm going to become this multimillionaire. And they never actually start with, like, what's the point? Why are you here? And so for me, I had the wonderful like ability to start from like, okay, well, I just like people. I really like getting to know people, being a part of their lives, even if it's for a brief time and helping them. So if you miss that and you lose sight of that along the way and you're just focusing on like, I need to sell this house. I need, like you cannot be successful in real estate. I think you can be successful for a time and you can be successful in a market like we've had for the last couple of years, but people see right through that. Like customers know when you're in it just to make a buck, when you're being manipulative, when you are just trying to like usher them, they're just a number. I hate that. When you actually pay attention to people, it makes such a difference. And that I think is what creates like the building blocks for long-term success. So like I'm not there. I'm not 20 years in, but for the time that I have had, I'm already getting referred repeat customers because I have started from this place of I actually like you as a person and I want to meet you where you're at and help you. That's my ultimate goal, not to just make money. Yeah. And I think when you're playing that long-term game with, yeah. when you're starting out, you have to play the long-term in mind in you order to, to build yeah. your business foundationally strong on what yep. you're talking about here. Because if you're just looking at numbers, it's very hard to change that reputation, that brand, that experience, because it becomes a habit. It becomes a secondhand nature. Um, And that's why we see a lot of agents who who do really well, people first, you know, sometimes you got to know when to walk away. And you're just making, you know, just looking at the numbers. Where's the line? Well, and for people, I mean, this might not be the house for them, but if you push them into this house and then they've got regret, they're not coming back to you in two years. But if you realize, 
and help them realize this isn't the house for them, they're going to come back to you. And then they're going to tell other people to come back to you because your end goal is not, I'm just, you're, they're not a dollar sign. They're a real human. And I, they are real, real people to me. So I love that. And that's what's made me successful. 1000%. More so than not, they don't want to buy a house to you, but you because you've been so generous to be like, don't buy this shit. Like it's not going to end yeah. well. They go, Hey, I this amazing realtor. He taught me out of buying the house because yep. it wasn't right you should use that person because if they're yep. willing to go, you don't need this. I don't need a commission. Don't buy this house. Like it's not going to work out. Yep. For you. That's the type of person you want on your team. That's a person yep. coming from service. I have a friend that moved here a couple years before I met her. And she said her experience of buying a house was so tough. And like, there was one agent that they looked at, at they looked at a house with him and he, they could tell he's like looking at the, you know, the garage door he's looking around and he's got like the furrowed brow and they can tell like something's wrong. And she'd say like, what do you see? What's wrong here? And he's like, Oh no, no, nothing. No, no, nothing. Like instantly put her on edge because she thinks he knows about something that she, he's not going to tell her and that she's just on her own. I mean, that's the buyer beware situation. That's so sad to me. Yeah. Meanwhile, that could have yep. went completely different where it's like, hey, well, you know, I have concerns a little bit about this. So we should basically yep. really focus on this during the inspection if you decide to go forward with the property. Yes. Right. Yeah. Nobody wins from trying to hide something with the house. Nobody wins from that. And almost 100% of the time, it's going to get found out. And you're the one that if you knew about it ahead of time, it's going to bite you. See, I, yeah. I, I think agents think of themselves as agents, right? They're there to sell. And I think, you know, I, I don't want to say I think, I feel that's the wrong approach because our approach is being an advisor, right? The neutral third party and Andrew and I, when we come in, we talk to the client, we're going to say, hey, listen, I'm here to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. Ultimately, yep. it's your decision to make an educated decision about whether this is the right fit for you or not. But at least you know the yep. pros, the cons, the risks, and the upsides. And if you decide to move forward, I did my role. I did my, aka my yep. job, right? Um, and then you help to facilitate That's the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it also speaks to, you know, when you're starting out and not even starting out, but just an agent in general, if you're going into a new area, you have to know what you're talking about. So for me in the beginning, I made sure every new development, every new HOA, there's new covenants and restrictions, there's a new area, there's a new style of house. I made sure that I talked to my boss that I knew what I was walking into and had the right information to be able to hand it to the buyer. Because if you don't, you have to be able to build that trust with them that I know what I'm talking about. And of course, there's times where there are things we don't know. But if you are able to say, I don't know, I'm going to find out for you. And then you follow up within an hour immediately it just continues to build that trust. But I think too, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you do know those things and that you are competent and you're not really selling this house. You're selling you and you as that advisor. I, I think one of the really important things that you said is um, if you don't know, don't pretend find yeah. out right and and we encounter this all the time like in in, in boca there's like 1200 subdivisions there's no way in hell physically with your new agent especially that you know everything about everything it's un unless you have some kind of photographic memory or you grew up in the area or you, mm -hmm. have, you know people that were in the business that you've been able to shadow and that's just one little city that we service Right. I'm not even talking about the whole county and I'm not talking about the county next to us. 
So when we talk with clients, you know, they ask us about the HOA. We may not know all the information and say, hey, listen, it's a great question. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing, but I'm happy to follow up with you and get you the right answers if you want me to. You know? One thing listening to you, Jess, that I think is really interesting. I'm not sure if the audience picked up it. For someone that's only been in the business, I know technically it's six years with the, the assistant job, but realistically three years as an agent, you come across incredibly competent and confident in your ability to deliver. Like just the way you present the your like learnings from what is a very short period of time in this industry is mm-hmm. far superior to a, like, 99% of agents you know it's like I think that's probably a good portion of the reason you've done so well it's like confidence sells like we all know this like having the you know having that confidence and, and conviction around what you're selling and also yep. like when you know you're doing it for the right reasons it's just like an unbeatable combination but it's just like it's it's definitely unusual for someone like yourself who's been in the industry really only three years to be like this is how it is this is what I've learned this is how we do it mm-hmm. this is how you get results and the reality is, for everyone listening, she's got 200 fucking homes to back it up. So I don't know what yeah. anyone's saying. <laughs> I don't know what anyone's saying, but 200 homes tells me that. So it's it's yep. super interesting just listening to, to you and Peter speak there because I'm like, wow, it sounds like you've been in the business for 30 years. You know, it's just like yeah. this is the reality of it. And that's just conviction about the product you're selling and you know who you're serving mm-hmm. as well. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 